Welcome to Cecil's Unknown Achievers. This is episode seven. And yes, it's been a little over two months since the last episode. I've been very busy with my voiceover work, but I have not forgotten about this endeavor of bringing you those hardworking entrepreneurs that you've never heard of. So I am back. Today, I have an entrepreneur who runs a business that caters to the sweet tooth that most of us have. He has a very interesting story about how and why he started this venture. His name is Antoine Thorbes, and he's the owner of The Confetti Shack in the south suburban Chicago town of Glenwood, Illinois. So Antoine, welcome to Cecil's Unknown Achievers. Well, thank you, and thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Appreciate you taking the time this morning and uh, giving us an opportunity to learn about you and your business. Greatly uh, appreciate it more than you know. <laughs> Some, <laughs> awesome. Sometimes you sometimes you don't you don't really want that um, extra acknowledgments, but yeah, this is pretty nice. I like this. Well, based on what I know about you and a little bit about uh, what I know from our, our brief conversation a couple of days ago, you are uh, doing great things. So let's get into it. Tell us uh, what what is the Confetti Shack? Confetti Shack is uh, it's like the old school candy store that we used to go to in in people's basements or the garages or what have you. I'm from um, Markham, Markham, Illinois. And we used to have a couple candy stores over off of Nottingham and, uh, uh, you know, in a local area that we mm -hmm. used to go to. And the candy store was just that one place where you go where you know you're safe, you know? You're just going there to get some candy. <laughs> but that's basically what it is. It's just a, a old school candy store with... Um, a feel of welcome, you know, sure, sure. Just, just, just actually just being there for the kids. What led you to start this? What's, uh, what prompted that? Well, uh, <laughs> as my wife, Lachelle will tell you when I get involved with things, I, I get myself in trouble sometimes. Okay. So <laughs> I was driving one day, uh, me and my uncle, and we were going past, uh, Brook Brookwood school over off of Glenwood, uh, on Main Street in Glenwood, and just driving, school I just let out. And to my left, there's a plaza. In that plaza, there's a liquor store. Now, as I'm driving past, I see a line of kids going into the liquor store. That disturbed me so much to the point I literally stopped in the middle of the street. Now, well, let me so, let me ask you to pause for that. What was your immediate thought as to what was going on there? Like, what were you thinking? Like, kids lining up to go in a liquor store. What what did you think then? I thought it was a fight or something like that. <laughs> Maybe uh, some kids are fighting or something of that nature, but they mm -hmm. were literally just in line. So I'm like, okay, well, that's not a fight. I mean, they're not lining up to beat up on somebody, but no, it's it's literally a line and they're walking into the store. So right there and there, my, my whole mindset basically was that what the hell is going on? Mm -hmm. So I, I went there, I had to go there. And when I went there, the kids were coming in literally one by one. Uh, they were allowed to come in uh, one at a time or two at a time or something of that nature, but they had to leave their book bags outside. Now, again, this is a liquor store uh -huh. and it's a, um, there's grown men in there, uh, grown men and women in there, and they're buying liquor. 
while the other while the kids are buying, you know, potato chips and candies. And not only were they buying liquor, but they were being uh, talked to in a uh, verbally abusive way, so to say. To the kids. Uh, to the kids. Uh, I didn't appreciate it at all. So literally, uh, of course, I had to say something. But me being the person I am, I'm not just going to say something in a small voice. Uh, so at that point, the uh, owner and I got into a small altercation. Nothing physical, nothing of that nature. But I told the kids, don't worry, you won't be coming here for long. So that was that's how that whole process started. Uh, literally, as I was driving back away from the plaza on the right hand side by the gun store, there's a little bitty, uh, it was like a little shack. That's the reason why I call it that. Uh, it used to be a barbershop. Can't remember the name of the barbershop now that I've torn it down. <laughs> oh, Yankee Clipper, Yankee Clipper. That's what it is. I remember that. And, yeah. Yeah, it used to be a barbershop there. And what happened was uh, it had a for sale, uh, for sale sign on it. So uh, the next day, I went and purchased it. Just like that? Yeah, something like that. Well, I know there's probably a few <laughs> steps, but <laughs> the environment in that liquor store with the kids and the interaction with the owner, it, I mean, on your way after leaving that place, you saw a solution to the problem. Yes. Um, you know how some, some, some people have faith. Some people have, you know, divine intervention and things of that nature. Maybe that was mine, <laughs> but mm -hmm. I, I have no, no idea, but I wasn't going to sleep or rest until I, when I get something in my head, I don't, I don't stop. And that's, that's what it, where I'm at. <laughs> so well, that, that's amazing that, that, how that occurred uh, just in, in that particular order and that, that quickly. Yeah, it, it wasn't, believe me, it, um, we end up, uh, I think it took about two months for us to make a deal with the, with the owner. As I said, it was literally two months for us to make a deal with the owner and get things taken care of with the village. Uh, the village was very, very uh, helpful um into uh, for us gathering everything believe me they were and they they basically uh brought me in with warm arms saying okay you you brought we you see the problem and you're fixing the problem so i mean what can we do but give you open arms and and that's basically it we remodeled the building uh in less than 30 days and uh as of june 2018 i think it was yeah tw june 2018 we opened the doors on, we purchased it on July, on June 15th, I apologize. Started working on it on June 18th, finished it by July 15th, and opened the doors uh, that Monday morning. So summer, uh, July uh, 2018 is when you were officially open for business. When did the actual spark happen with the, your visit inside the, the liquor store? May. No, I'm sorry. April, April. I apologize. April. So in just a matter of months. Yes. You had it done. Absolutely. Looking back on that today, this is 2021, but what are you thinking about that whole process? 
Um, as I'm looking back on it now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, again, as I said, my, my wife says that I, I um, get myself in a lot of things that I sometimes don't really, I, I jump sometimes before I, I look at what's underneath, but uh, that's the thing called faith again. But as I'm looking back, I, I wouldn't change a thing. Um, it's slow. Like during the winter, winter time right now, it's slow. Mm-hmm. During COVID, during this this COVID uh, layoff where the kids are not in school, it's still it's even slower because sure. the kids are not there. But when I tell you we have a group of customers and uh, we have a village that that supports us, uh, I can only basically give you this acknowledgement that we're still here. <laughs> we celebrated our one year anniversary last year. And we gave away, you know, book bags and uh, things for school for the kids and things of that nature. But we're still here because the customers want it and the people in the area want it. And I can easily say, okay, we're going to close up because it's really, it's cold outside and it's, uh, and the kids are not coming as fast as they used to be, but they're still here. They're still coming. Now, did I solve the problem with the liquor store? No, I didn't solve that problem. They're still um, there, right? Yeah, exactly. The liquor store is still there, and yes, there's still kids that go there. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a bigger problem that I think, like uh, the the, uh, the state of Indiana has a better run on. They don't allow kids in the uh, stores at 21 unless you're 21 years old. So that's I didn't a big think thing. that I didn't think that a, a minor could go in there mm. in a liquor store. Mm-hmm. In Illinois, that's not a law. In Indiana, it is. Okay. That's the uh, that's the the difference. And uh, as I looked back on state laws and I looked into it a little bit deeper, I contacted a couple of attorneys and people that um, I went to school with, um, and they basically uh, let me know a little bit more about the laws. As I said, I'm not a lawyer, so I wanted to find out sure. before I came before I came at them. <laughs> Believe me, because I, I wanted to come at them, mm-hmm. but <laughs> but. Again, it's it's one of those things where you can't fight everybody. You can only do what you can do, and uh, hopefully things work out. So, uh, yeah, that's that's basically where well, we're you've at. Given right? them an alternative, that's for sure. That is very true. Very true. And it's available. It's just uh, for them to take it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And as I said, it's it's something that we're we're still building on. I mean, every day. We put something. We put something new in there. I mean, during days like this, of course, it's cold. So when it snows really hard, I'm not gonna. We're we're not gonna. I'm gonna gonna have the people come down there and open up the stores and things of that nature because uh, it's very low traffic. But when I tell you, I still get those phone calls. Uh, man, uh, you gonna open up today? I want those Kool Aid pickles. <laughs> well, I, I saw things. a couple of Yelp reviews and they were glowing <laughs> for you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, it's for uh, some reason we we are we have some very good customers, as I said, and uh, Kool Aid pickles, uh, the nachos, and things of that nature. Those are all things that the the people asked for, and I I basically did some research and I <laughs> just made it happen. Okay. I did not know how to do none of those things. I can guarantee you, but <laughs> we we made them we had made them happen. We did the research on it. Outside of what you told me already, but tell um, why should folks come to the confetti shack as opposed to obviously we know about going to the liquor store, but uh, as opposed to like 
you know, a convenience store that sells candy? What's, what's so special about it in your eyes that, that folks should come there? First of all, we're cheaper. Uh, <laughs> second of all, we're um, community-based and we're about the children. We give back to the children. Uh, we give back to the families that's in the area. You remember when you were a kid, you, there was a place that you can go that you know you felt safe, no matter what. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying just the police department or the fire department or uh, grandma's house or anything of that nature. You knew that there was nothing going to happen if you go to this place. That's the place that you have. That's the place that we have at the Confetti Shack. You're always welcome there. You know there's nothing going to happen to you there. Uh, I'm not saying that I'm God or I'm, I pretend to be. But uh, if you're in there and if you're in my, my care, I'm going to protect you with the best I can. It's interesting because I, I, as you said that, I do remember a place we would go when I was a kid. It was, had some uh, video games and, uh, you know, they sold the candy and we, we played pool there. And it was, it was all go. kids. There was never any grown folks there outside of the, the, the family that owned it. And we would hang out there. And so outside of home, that, that was it. That was the place where we, we could chill and relax and not worry about anything. That, that's what we don't have uh, as communities right now. And that's where we're lacking. Um, I'm in the process of uh, purchasing another <laughs> pretty big endeavor, uh, the plaza, the Glenwood Plaza on Halstead. And one of the endeavors, of, a portion of it is going to be putting a youth uh like a small community center there where the after-school kids can come. This so, is the area by the, uh, host. where the cleaners. Yes. Actually the place where the cleaners is. <laughs> We're buying yeah, that whole okay. plaza. We're buying that whole plaza there. Um, the village again, they stepped up. I, we were going to, we were going to come there and just purchase, uh, basically rent out some space. And, uh, to do our, our stake hoagie uh, company that we have. And what we're going to do is basically just rent out some space, but they made us an offer that we couldn't refuse. And they said, okay, well, let's see if we can go ahead and purchase the whole place. And with apartments being directly behind it, uh, we're definitely going to have the confetti shack there. <laughs> so it's going to be staying in a place where it's at and also moving up, up to the front. And that's highly visible. Yes. Very much so. So what effect, I, we talked about already, but what, what effect on the community do you hope to have and, and continue to have? Well, that's a legacy. We've all done things in our past that we're not so proud of, but I don't regret anything that I've done, um, but not proud of, you know? And the effect on the community in which we have, I have, I should say, is more or less leave Better than what we left, better than where, where it came from, what, what it was when, when I got there. So if I can help one kid, two kids or three or somebody remember me later on down the line and said, well, I remember the candy store guy or I remember this person that told me something positive. Uh, that person might be the next president, uh, vice president, as you can see. And or and I can honestly say that that legacy portion I helped. If you can do that one one thing, I, th- I think you're pretty good. I think that's a pretty good legacy. So where you are right now, just the, the confetti shack as, as it is right now, thinking about when you were first 
starting? What, what sort of challenges did you face as you were, I mean, it, it happened pretty quickly and then just a matter right. of months. So maybe you didn't have any, any challenges, but <laughs> were, were there any stumbling blocks in a way? Oh, plenty, plenty. Uh, knowing what the kids like, <laughs> basically having the kids, each one of the kids, Hey, what do you want? What do you guys want to see in here? What do you guys want in here? And getting lists, literally lists from the kids and trying this and trying that, trying this type of cheese and this type of ground beef and this and that. Believe me, there's different trying to get the right employees to mm-hmm. come in there and, and work when there's lines outside the door. You know, I mean, literally, there's been times where the ices when when it's very warm outside, mm-hmm. these these ices that we make or the shaved ice that we make. <laughs> yeah, they, they have people waiting outside the line, outside the doors in the parking lot. So, yeah, getting the right employees, getting the right material or uh, products in there and. Still trying to battle this covid situation of making sure everybody stays safe. So yes, stumbling blocks. So you do a little market research uh, products for products before you, uh, or as probably concurrently while you're running. Yes, as we were running. (laughs) Before we before we were running, uh, we basically said, okay, we want this because I like this. Uh, We want these these type of candies because I like these type of candies, and I can honestly say that uh, (laughs) my my grand boys they love them. (laughs) They love the candy. And my daughters, uh, they they just go crazy over it. So they bring the kids there and things of that nature. So yeah, we we enjoy it. We enjoy it as a family. Period. And we've so all worked it. Th- this is a family affair as far as running the business goes. Yes, and uh, yes, and no. We actually have people outside the family that's working there now. But it is a family affair. When things get tough and we got we get busy over there, we can make a phone call and. We got five, six, maybe seven different people we can make a phone call to, and they're going to come there and they're going to throw on some gloves and get to it. So, yeah, we can. It's definitely a family affair. Okay. Well, you've got a lot of love for the kids and and the community, and that that's clearly apparent. What do you do outside of the the business? What other ventures are are you involved in? It's funny that you say that because <laughs> the candy store didn't have. I didn't have any idea about the candy store because as i said i buy properties i buy properties and help people with uh getting into property that's what i really do okay uh and my trucking company we have a trucking company also um the candy store again that's just one of those things i just stepped into and said okay and my wife says okay (laughs) so again uh she's a nurse and me I'm one of those jack of all trades. I buy properties, I fix up properties, and and I have my trucking company. So the real estate background definitely assisted you with getting this thing going. That's for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. With the renovation and the the acquiring it, and uh, yes, absolutely, absolutely. And the village was sounds like they were very supportive because oh, they yes, probably they saw the need, but for one reason or another, they didn't act on it. They had somebody that uh, stepped up and that was you. Oh yeah, absolutely. And again, I just, I want to give another shout out to the village because they've been supportive, not only in the point of, you know, here, here we can buy some things from, you know, uh, when they have 
uh, like Halloween, we set up a, they buy their candy from us and they give it out to the kids. That's awesome. Uh, we, we set up a theater. I have the, um, the big 28 foot blow up uh, projectors. We set up a theater in the parking lot of the village hall and they did a drive by uh, candy uh, trick or treat type situation. And we basically had horror, horror like videos playing in the background on the, on our projector. So they support us as we support them. I've never been a political person. I don't like to be a political person, and uh, but I can see why I don't want to be in politics because of the things mm-hmm. that they go through. <laughs> so, but um, Christmas time, same thing. They they buy their candies and things of that nature from us and the surrounding community, surrounding community, I should say, and the businesses, they really support us also. So I want to, I got to give kudos to them. Well, that's awesome that you had that support. That's a, a huge undertaking for some folks when you don't have the support and it's a smaller town than like the city of Chicago, of course, but it's, uh, you can see and interact directly with the folks making those decisions. So that assisted you as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. As I said, the, the village, I, I, as I said, I commend them. Uh, Mayor Gardner, uh, Brian Mitchell, Chief Welsh, they're all very, um, very supportive of me and I, and I, and I support them. You're running full steam now. What are some things that you need for your business that you currently don't have? Uh, another icy machine. for the spring uh we're definitely gonna have to get another icing machine so the icy cell Uh, huh oh my gosh they go crazy uh the ices and uh, what what else do i need for the place realistically it's uh staffing you're good or you staffing staffing would definitely help out with the right as i said the right staffing Mm -hmm. um because you you have to have that pleasant face. You got to not really face per se, but you have to have a pleasant attitude mm-hmm. uh, when you're dealing with, with kids because you're dealing with kids of all makes and, and types and things of that nature. And some of these kids, they're coming in there and they're in a, and, and I don't want to consider myself as a counselor or anything of that nature, but any adult is a counselor. That's how I look at it. If you sure. if you see if you see something or if you see anything uh, a kid and they're having a bad day or they got some some type of a tear that's dried up or something of that nature, it's it's in your heart to ask them what's wrong. But um, back to your original question, what do what do I need per se? Um, more customers, come on up. <laughs> Just more customers. <laughs> We're looking to put in a couple more in some different neighborhoods also. So now that it's it's grown so far to the point where people come from all over. When I say they come from all over, they do. We uh, did have a little bit of a stumbling block, I should say. I shouldn't. Yeah, I have to go back to that. We had. I didn't. I don't like to throw the negative out there, but let's put a piece of negative out there. And I don't want to give it as much um, thought as others did but uh we got a some hate letter we got a hate letter um huh. oh yeah it was a hate letter uh back in actually as we were opening back up of 2020 
Yeah. I think it was the summer of 2020. We were opening back up. We got a piece of hate mail uh, stating that uh, we were we were dirty as an, as an individual. The people we were dirty. Uh, we looked like we didn't take showers, um, and the place was uh, in disarray and things of that nature. I mean, it literally was, and it says we gave you people. <laughs> when you say when you say something like that to a person, you, you're out. You're, you know where it's coming from. Exactly. You know where you know what you're going with that. And we said we gave you people a chance, and you didn't. You didn't do this, and didn't do that. And as I said, I'm not going to, you know, get too in depth with the letter because I don't want to give it that much um, verbiage. But we, my my wife and I, put it on uh, on the Glenwood page, and from the Glenwood page, and went to Facebook. From Facebook, it went to this place. And it went to the point where people were coming out to the store and they said they basically supported the store unlike anything. When I tell you people come in there saying, uh, let's let me buy, let me get one of everything you got in here. And I was I'm at the store at the time uh, working behind the counter and I'm getting a little chills because of thinking about it. But mm-hmm. you you had people come in the store and said, let me buy one. Let me get one of everything. I'm like, what do you mean one of everything? I'm like, do you want one of everything up front right here? Like the 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 fruities? <laughs> he said, no, <laughs> I want one of everything in the store. I'm like, huh? <laughs> He's like, well, we heard, we heard about your um, little letter, the letter that, that and we want to make sure that you're not going anywhere. And I, I literally, uh, you can't, I can't show that type of choke up in front of the people. So I'm like, okay, let me hide this. Let me hide this little Uh tear right here on the Uh left hand side. (laughs) And like, okay, now y'all don't, don't get me started. And uh, when I kid you, I kid you not, there was about 20 to 30 people that did the same thing. So people came out in droves and they were like, we heard about your little endeavor. You're not going anywhere. We're not going to let you go anywhere. We support you. When I tell you, the faith, remember I told you, told you about earlier, (laughs) As I said, it's it's we're talking about it on a Sunday. I'm not just, just I'm just not throwing it out there. But when you jump, sometimes you just got to jump. What was intended for for hate, God used to oh, accomplish yeah. that initial purpose of you walking into that that liquor store that one day. Absolutely, and I I have to nothing stopping uh, that plan. No, nothing at all. I got to give uh, my man Steve Harvey. A, uh, a little shout out with that one because when you jump you, you're not looking for a parachute or anything like that you just jump <laughs> and sometimes when you jump like that it's not about looking down you you got you got to grab those eagles those That's eagle right. wings that um that my my both pastors have told me about uh bishop wilson as well so as well as uh pastor muncie they both told us about the eagles so I, you got to give you got to give props where the props are due, and these my kid my uh, my customers came out when I say in droves. Wow, as I said, I, as when I think about it, I still get a little chills. I, I can hear they, it in your voice. <laughs> yeah, how they how they did they they came to me when I said, when I love it. I just I love everything that they do. So on that point. That's so as I said, awesome. I'm not gonna give I'm not gonna give the the letter any type of uh, props, but the people I give all the props to. Well, that's that's wonderful. That's wonderful. 
So going back over the course of your year, year and a half in business, talk about some of the decisions you made that you feel were really great and maybe some you feel were not so great that you kind of learned from going forward. Really great was um, the induction of the Kool-Aid pickles. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know the first thing about how to make a Kool-Aid pickle until a lady came in and said, you guys should be selling Kool-Aid pickles. I'm like, what the hell is a Kool-Aid pickle? (laughs) Never heard of it. So me and my wife decided we were going to try to make it. I knew we used to Uh, buy the big giant pickles that they had, but they actually have a Kool-Aid flavor pickle. No, we make the Kool-Aid pickles ourselves. You had you have to make them with, okay. yeah. It's literally a Kool Aid pickle. Um, okay. Yeah, I ate. Man, you have to come by and taste it in order <laughs> to understand it. Because okay. to this day, to this day, I I mean, even me trying to explain it, people are like, "Really, Kool Aid? I don't think that's what I want to try." <laughs> um, most uh, most of us as adults, we like, hey, if you got the hot pickle with the peppermint in the middle, or the Jolly Rancher in the middle, or something of that nature. That's what we get down with. So. Uh, to this day, when a lady, when a, a older person or something of that nature, older gentleman comes in and we have a hot pickle or a sour pickle and we offer them the peppermint, we like, and they basically like, now this brings me back to the old school. Yeah. yeah. You got to, you got to offer them that peppermint or that, um, that Jolly Rancher or something like that to go in the middle. But, um, that was one of the good ones. The bad ones. Um, ah, man, it's hard to think of any bad ones. Um, any learning experiences, uh, things you do better now because of that? Yeah. Uh, the, the, as I said, the employees that you hire, uh, you have to basically vet them out a little bit more and make sure that they're the best ones for your customers. Because just as fast as you get a customer base, you can lose a customer base by you not being there and not, uh, they're not adhering to the same values that you have. So it, that's, that's hard as an employer, um, instilling certain values into people, but you have to basically, uh, basically put it out there as it is. Yeah. I, the people that I've interviewed, the people aspect is, is always a, a challenge and the focus that the entrepreneur has on his business sometimes is getting more energy than the importance of having the right people because you can't do everything. You've got to have some trust in someone else while you do the dreaming and the the long range planning, somebody doing the day-to-day stuff. Absolutely. And uh, if you don't, you put yourself in a position where you're, you're just dreaming. (laughs) You're just, that's, that's it. You're just dreaming. So how do you balance? I mean, You've got a lot of things going on. How do you balance the personal time, the the family time? As a entrepreneur, and and, uh, I said I didn't want to work for anyone, per se. Uh, If I'm going to work for someone, I'm going to work for myself and put in 100% of my time. And therefore, I know know when I want my time with my family, I know I I can get it. I don't have to ask anyone for it. Now, I'm not saying anything negative to people that are employed or or the employers, because there's, I mean, we're all needed for in certain aspects. But for me, I have to be a, it's in me to own. It's in me to have my own because mm-hmm. I, 
uh, my little brother, basically, me and him were talking the other day. If I give someone else 110% of myself as an employee and I'm making $15 an hour, I guarantee you I made you five times that amount. So why am I just giving that that minimum amount when I know for a fact I'm capable of giving you, of getting more than that? And it's not always about the monetary portion of it, but time and if any real entrepreneur knows time is money. So whether it be uh, time with the family or time, just time relaxing, time is money. And once it's spent, you can't get it back. Absolutely. Closing us out here, what's the most important thing folks should know about you and your business, the Confetti Shack or whatever, the other ventures you've, you've got planned? Most important thing is um, I'm human. I have feelings <laughs> and uh, I, I love kids. I love kids. I, I want to make sure that no one goes through some of the things that I went through as a kid. Nothing negative, as I said, as um, we, we all have our history and our, and our past. But if I could help one kid not go through some of the things that I had to uh, go through or some of the fights that in which I had to go through. And give them that extra leg up. Sometimes we need those fights, though. Don't get me wrong. But to help them get into that next level or see that next level or show them how to make something of themselves when they don't think that they can. Because sometimes family is not going to tell you that you can do it. It's going to be someone on the outside that's going to that's gonna pick you up or uh, lift you up or give you that uh, self-encouragement or that encouragement as all. The Confetti Shack is just that. It's a place for the kids. However, more adults come there than the kids because the adults love it and because it takes them back to their old to their youth. But one thing that I would definitely say is it's not going anywhere. There's going to be more of them. And I'm trying to bring the old school back to bring the old school back to the new school. I should say that one way of looking at it. What I, what I think is most awesome about you and, and your story is what you just said about having someone that the kids can connect with in a, in a positive way, because some kids don't, don't have that at home. I was very fortunate. I still am. My, my folks are, are still alive and, and kicking. And I, I also had some, some men outside of uh, my family who were, who were great men who instructed me and gave me good advice. Some coaches, coach Kevin Washington from gymnastics when I was in high school is, is one that comes into mind. And, you know, he, he was a great man. He passed away a couple of years ago because sometimes as a kid, you hear it from somebody else other than your parents, it rings truer. It, it hits home a little bit more. And it, it's great that you are providing that through the sweets through uh, mm -hmm. the other things that you're planning to do with the youth center, you said on the, the main street there and in, in, uh, on Halstead, that's, that's going to be great, man. And I'm uh, wishing you the best of luck with all that. I greatly appreciate it. Um, believe me, it's uh it's something, it's something to think about for sure. I do want to give a, a little shout out to my family uh, because as I said, without them, I'm nothing. Um, my wife, Lachelle, um, my girls, 
uh, Patience, Tyra, and Kayla, uh, my grandboys, Kaysen, Kaiden, and Chris, and um, my mom. Uh, we, we're all a family. We're a big family. Don't get me wrong. We, we love, we, we fight, and everything else. I have a, a book that's actually going to come out on my daughter's 18th birthday. It's going to come out. And as I said, it's coming out. It's going to be a while before it gets there. But the title of it is uh, Patience. That's it. Awesome, man. I'm I'm so happy that that uh, we got introduced and that I got a, a chance to talk to you. And I've passed by the confetti shack many times right. on my way to the baseball fields, and I'm gonna bring my grandkids and let them experience that. I greatly appreciate it. Please do, please do, and I thank you again for um, hey, just listening to me sometimes. <laughs> I appreciate it. It's been my pleasure. Thank you for being on Cecil's Unknown Achievers. I greatly appreciate you guys. Have a great day. And um, man, thank you for being that, um, that outlet. Thanks for listening. And thanks to Antoine Thorbes, owner of the Confetti Shack, old-fashioned candy store. Antoine certainly got some big ideas, all aimed at supporting the kids in the community. Be sure to support the Confetti Shack. It's located at 141 East Main Street in Glenwood, Illinois. You can reach them by phone at 844-400-0046 or visit their website, confettishack.com. That's C-O-N-F-E-T-T-I-S-H-A-C-K.com. Until next time, this is Cecil Archbold Jr. with Cecil's Unknown Achievers.